y'all. Welcome back to Boundaries and Grace. Today I have a guest. Her name is Libby, and Libby's going to give us her experience with one narcissist that she dated in particular. She's also going to tell us about what she got out of my ebook, Enough of the Narc. And you can find that link in the show notes below. You can also see the link on my site, ThreshCoach.com, and on my Instagram at ThreshCoach. And the link is in the bio. So sit back and enjoy what Libby has for us. What What is it that you do? So well, I work as a medical assistant and I work as a medical assistant in a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So I help the doctor with everything. I get the patients ready for her. I order supplies. I'll mm-hmm. help her with procedures. I update the patient's history. Okay. So you get us together when it's time to get her together. <laughs> Tell me about your experience reading enough of the narc. Like, why are we even talking about this? Because I always have a tendency to sort of attract the same type of man Mm -hmm. and that they didn't have a name. Mm -hmm. I just knew that they were cuckoo. That was my term. I was like, why can't I get someone that's got their head on right? Like, why do I keep getting these cuckoos? And I didn't know what it was or what it was called. And with each guy, I learned something else that I did not like Mm -hmm. or what I did not want to deal with. And then this last one really took me through the ringer. I'm like, wow, even though this was not my first rodeo, it kind of felt like my first rodeo Mm -hmm. with dealing with the narc. And after listening to your lives and educating, it's like, oh, my God, they've got a name. Mm -hmm. Because I really didn't understand what it meant to be a narcissist, because as far as I knew, I had never known one. And this last guy that I dated was that covert narc. Yes. And as I was reading, when you did enough of the narc, I was like, let me read this. And I can't tell you, I mean, into the first page, I was like, uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was like, okay, there's a tick. There's a tick. Because there was a time briefly after I broke up with him that I thought maybe I was just being too sensitive. Maybe I was being too judgmental. Um, but either way, I was like, I still don't want to be with him anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was me. I don't think so. But, you know, I'm not right all the time. And it really doesn't matter because now I broke up with him. Mm-hmm. It was a learning experience because I definitely know what I really don't like. Which- so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because I think I think I touched a little bit about this on Enough of the Nart, right? Because these people can be charming. They can be fun. They can be nice. They can be good looking. What was it for you about this person that was attractive? Why well, were I you found there? Him, well, I found him physically not repulsive. Physically not repulsive. Got it. Physically not repulsive. I mean, you know, he's not, he wasn't drop dead gorgeous or anything. He's not anyone that anyone would do a double take on. Like you've seen something, you're like, God damn, he looks good. <laughs> but he was attractive. Okay. And he seemed very, very intelligent Mm -hmm. and we seem to have things in common conversation was easy okay and let me let me just kind of backtrack a little and explain up to that point i truly truly believed about myself i truly 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 believed Mm -hmm. that i was not capable of like warm and fuzzy feelings that Mm -hmm. i really just used up all of my love on my two children Mm -hmm. 
And so I wasn't expecting to be giddy anymore like you did when you were 17. Like I was no longer expecting butterflies. Okay. All I was wanting was a long-term monogamous relationship with a sense of contentment. Okay. Trying to be over the moon happy, I kind of let that dream go. Now, I've gotten it back, but that's another that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, and so when I met him, I was like, okay, so he's stable. He mm-hmm. believes in monogamy as well. So I was just looking for a long-term monogamous relationship with someone that I just got along with. Okay. And he seemed to have all of those characteristics. And him being Jewish and me being Catholic didn't seem, it, that's like, okay, well, you know, you worship in your way, I'm going to worship in mine as long as we can agree to disagree. Because I don't like drama. Mm-hmm. we've got regular everyday bullshit that we've got to deal with. I do not like to deal with manufactured bullshit. And after dating him for three years, I had a lot of manufactured bullshit that I had to deal with. And I was not a happy camper. It was like psychological not warfare. Not a happy camper. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Manufactured bullshit. And it was when I tried to break up with him the first time that I knew Something is amiss. I don't know what it is, but something is amiss. Let me find my um my music button. You hear that? Yes. Yeah. I hear that. that. Was it that? Something like that? Okay. It was it was pretty much that. And so it was um (laughs) yeah, it was so that (laughs) it was pretty much that because I was look, I was just kind (laughs) of staring at him. And at that point we had we just we had been dating about three maybe four years at that point and my feelings for him were the same like they hadn't grown and so and I knew that what he was wanting was a life partner he wanted a wife and I'm just no and so I told him I said you know my feelings for you are just kind of plateaued our relationship has run its course it's time to call it a day Okay. And how did he and respond? he's just, you know, he was like, no, I love you. And I only want to be with you. And then he went ahead and just kind of walked away. And I went, interesting. Okay. So didn't, and he just kind of kept coming around. Didn't accept that you were, no. that you, so let me just pull that out there for a second. Um, if you're with a narcissistic personality, they will not accept that you are done. Because they will only accept truly when they are done. And that's exactly what he did. And I'm telling you, for like the next three years, he kept coming around and kept saying, we can get back to where we were. We can get back to where we were. We can get back to where we were. No, we can't. Because as as those years were progressing and I was learning, he kept trying to change tactics. Like he tried the whole love bombing thing again. I'm like, no, I'm done. He would still try to kiss me. He would still try to hold my hand. He would still want to have sex. I'm like, no, we can't get back to the way we were because everything I have learned about you has shown me that I would have never, ever fucked with you to begin with. <laughs> Look, I would have never fucked with you to begin with. Can you give me your definition, like what your understanding is of a covert narc and how you knew that this person fit that description? Okay, so... I learned that he was a covert narc um, after reading your book. Okay. I didn't realize there was a difference. 
mm. like overt and covert. And so after reading your book, I'm like, yeah, he was definitely a covert narc. So he would do, so if I want to go out with my girlfriends and I'm just like, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday and we're going to go do X, Y, and Z. Oh, okay. And he would be okay with it. But then he would sort of say something sly, like, you know, well, you know, I'm just going to stay home and be bored, I guess, because you're not going to come see me. Mm-hmm. You're going to go do X, Y, and Z instead. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Or, yeah. you know, I went and I had a really great time. It's like, oh, well, it's good to and they can't, have a good time without me. It. They can't stand it. So that's, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I post as much as I do, because after, like, there was a time where I was just eventually just completely and totally fed up with him. Like, I cannot mess with you in any shape, form, or fashion ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm done. And I just, like, walked away completely. Yeah. Like, you are insane. I don't know what your problem is, but you need therapy. And I hope you get it worked out. Um, eventually because I mean he did some really crazy shit like he kept trying to change his personality to try and suit me to 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 win me back you know like you fail to realize every time you do this switch like he even stopped being Jewish and converted to Christianity because he had a dream that he had a dream about Jesus in a drive-thru yeah and like baby baby when he, that was... He did what? Had a one of the about first Jesus red flags. Was he, was yeah. Jesus ordering the food? Or was Jesus no, he in was, the working? Jesus the, was, he, he was directing traffic. So what? it was like a bank. Jesus it was, was like directing a bank. <laughs> it was a Girl, bank drive through Girl, wait, baby, wait. It was a bank drive through And he was trying to go through like the last lane where all the Jewish people was. And the lane was like around the corner or whatever and Jesus was like you know my lane is open Ah! come with me Ah! (laughs) that was and he told me this and I you know I could tell that I obviously did not give him the reaction that he was expecting because because he ended that with saying you know and now I could go to church with you and I went okay wait a second he has a dream that Jesus mm-hmm. is in the bank drive-thru. Come to my lane, all ye who are weary yeah. and low in spirit. And this man says, mm-hmm. you know what? That's for me. I relate. Is that what I heard, Libby? That's essentially it. Because I wasn't going to church or anything. We first started dating and then I decided, you know, I kind of got the call to start going back to church. Okay. And I started going to church on Sundays. Um, I don't remember what he said something sly about me going to church. And I was like, you never go to the synagogue. And like in the years that we dated, you've never gone on the Saturday. The reason why I am, I am really like literally like harping on this is because I do have, there is a serious point, which is that 
if you are dealing with a narcissistic type, and I talk about this in enough of the narc, that they mirror you back to yourself. So you get this yeah. feeling that you are being, that you are very connected and you are like experiencing these mutual interests and values in a way that you haven't before. But it's only because a narcissist is mirroring you back to you. So mm -hmm. you are literally, okay, so I can't say literally because you're not actually looking at yourself, but you are looking at someone who has a, adopted your values, your interests, your likes, and your dislikes. And so what they're doing is is essentially reiterating them back to you. Yeah. And so it exactly. feels like a connection, but what it really is is parroting. Parroting and, is what I'm saying, right? Like that they're just repeating yes. it back to you. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, did you think me stupid? Like I would not catch on. Like what made you think that I would not catch on? Mm -hmm. But every time I would try to extricate myself from him, like even though the, as far as I was concerned, the love was gone. Like there was no sex. There was no intimacy whatsoever, but he mm -hmm. kept showing up, kept showing up, kept showing up, kept showing up and trying to woo me. I um, get that. Yes. And out this like the the closer I that. that I would like he could tell that I was just done and ready to com completely and totally cut him off. He would do something like he co-signed on a car for my daughter. I was mm. like, why would you do that? To try it was like, why would you co-sign on the car? It's like you know I'm trying to extricate myself from you. Or um I don't know, like my car got repossessed and he paid to get it back and it's like well how would that look if I just completely cut him off now when he just paid to get my car back mm. um what do you but okay let me pause you let me pause you really quick because what looking back at the situation now do you do you do you see that differently like do you you know what I'm saying like I, I'm hearing that in that present time, it was like, okay, he just did this really nice, great thing that relieved me of something that was stressful. But when you look at it now, do you see it differently? No, I still see it as him trying to win me back. Okay. It just didn't work. Okay. And, it, and now what, what I've had to deal with in the time, it got so crazy towards the end. Like he was pretending to be sick. He was making himself ill. And because he was ill and his family was kind of far away, I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead on and I'm going to see you through this. But after this, I cannot fuck with you anymore. It's like psychological warfare. I just, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't, there's too much going on with you, but you were really good to the kids and I while we were dating. So I'm just repaying a debt. But once you're well, I'm done. But they never, I'm done. But they never get well. And then he never seemed to get well. They he never, only seemed to get never. worse. They only See, get worse. Like, okay. Can we? Okay. Look. Yeah. It it only got Oh, my gosh. Worse. Yes. I and know that people so, listening to this are going to understand what that what exactly that means. I feel like I don't get that. only. And it was just, it just it's never. Got, and I would, And even my daughter at one point, like she had stopped by to see him. And. She left, and then she wound up calling me. She goes, you look miserable. You look so oh. uncomfortable being there. Wow. I was like, I, and I was just, I thought I was, I wasn't even trying to hide it at that point, but I just didn't think it showed. Mm. 
that I was just I emotionally exhausted. So let's I was pause emotionally. on that. Let's pause on that. And the reason why I keep I keep interrupting you is because I know you at least well enough to know that if mm-hmm. I don't interrupt you, we're gonna be on this for three days. We will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so that's we, why I'm interrupting you. Yeah. Because you're saying so uh-huh. many good things and I want to like grab them when they're hot right here. Um mm-hmm. What I just heard you say is that there was someone outside of you who who knows you, who is able to see you and then and able to see that you were not the same as you were before. Exactly. That is so real. Did you find yourself? I want to ask you this is because I have another question. I have a follow up question to this. Did you find yourself while you were in this relationship, like isolating yourself like from people or did you feel like you were just as social or extroverted as you were before? I was just as social and extroverted as before. Mm-hmm. Not that I was that social at that time because at the time my kids were still in high school. So I was having to work two and three jobs seven days a week. I didn't have time for a social life really. Mm-hmm. But when the opportunity presented itself, I would go do something. Okay. Um, but what I found happening was that as I tried to include him mm-hmm. in things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it was mm-hmm. a family get together or whatever, ahead, something know. for him would already come would up. come up, oh, and then mm. he would. Did, did I just say you know, it? Didn't want to go. Up. Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah, something would always come up, and then but I would still go. Yeah. And then he was like, "Well, you know, you had a good time without me." Like when you have a good time, you're made to. I guess to keep it short, it's like you feel like you have to apologize for it. It's like you feel guilty for having a life outside of that person. And they will make sure that or they will try their very best to make you feel that way, to make you feel like that wasn't okay. And I'm just like, you know, it's not my fault that. He's like, you know, I spend all my free time with you, but I don't ask you to. I don't even ask you to come over. You just show up. I've had those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, did you not have any friends before we met? And then, you know, he, all of a sudden he didn't have any friends and all of a sudden he's got friends and he's going out with so-and-so people I have never met. I was like in three years, I've never even heard you mention this person, but y'all been friends for eight years. I mean, what do you think me stupid? Do you, you think you really, I'm you're really just stupid? running down the list of like all kinds oh, of baby. you're running it down. Oh, honey. So Every, let me I'm ask, go, let me ask when you. When I tell you I was, mm-hmm, uh, as I was reading this, I was like, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so when you, cause it wasn't, in, it, you, you had known about narcissistic types before enough of the narc, right? That's right. right? Yeah. I just okay. didn't realize what they were called. I just knew it's like, okay. Um, this is not a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I got to get out. I'm like, no, you're not going to make me. And that was my whole thing. I think I've been very lucky in that respect that I don't have a whole lot of these stories okay. because I have a very low bullshit threshold. And <laughs> you talk to me, typically you talk to me sideways once, I'm out. Like you hit me once. You do not get the chance to hit me again. It's mm-hmm. game over. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd rather be alone because I am not, I am not about to sacrifice my sense of contentment just to be able to say, I got a regular piece of ass. No, I will be alone. I enjoy my own company, but God damn it. When I get one, it's a doozy. (laughs) It's It's a a doozy. doozy. 
pardon the interruption. Hey, y'all, it's me, Taylor. If what Libby and I are talking about is resonating with you, don't forget to scroll down in the show notes. The link to my store where you can get enough of the NARC for just $9 is below. All right, back to it. Because I would start looking back at different things that happened throughout our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um that were red flags that I did not recognize as red flags right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, he was nuts from, from the beginning. Of I knew that cause not from the beginning. Cause he's not only did he lie about his religion and he lied about his age. He also lied about his name. I've had that too. But mm, I'm just yeah. like, really? And I kind of let the whole name thing go. Because there was a time... You'd be like, I got to pick my battles. We're going to talk about your name, your job, your place you live. You only have so much time in a day. You can't even... You can't even get to all the problems. I take you as someone who is is pretty good at... um, When you realize the fuckery that's going on, you're like, okay, bloop. And you you pull back and you can redirect. I sure can. can. What advice would you give to someone who has difficulty with that? Who is, because you're not someone from what I understand, from what I understand of you, it feels like you're not someone who gets so enthralled and so excited about someone that you're just like on a journey to nowhere. And so I want to know what advice you could give to someone who's listening to this, who is someone who was like me, who did, does get very excited about some bullshit, right? Like where Mm -hmm. we have gone down the rabbit holes and there's nothing at the end of the tunnel, okay? We ended up, where's my uh-huh. where's my little trombone button? This one. That, it feels like that, okay? Like, what uh-huh. would you tell someone who does get caught up, who who has been excited about someone who ended up being someone who they, um, you know, didn't expect? Um, one thing that I found that helped me a great deal was just the fact beforehand, I already enjoyed my own company. Mm. And... Wow. Because I enjoyed my own company, even though I was disappointed by the fact that this relationship wasn't what I wanted, because I, you know, I kind of want, like I said, I want a long, I want a long-term monogamous relationship, but that's not what I was getting. What I was getting was turmoil mm. and the turmoil that I was dealing with, the lies and, you know, having to watch my mouth because I don't want to. I don't want to piss them off. I don't want to rub them the wrong way. I don't just don't feel like hearing, you know, all of that work. Mm -hmm. I found it personally exhausting and it just was not that important to me. And I was like, I enjoy, I enjoy, I was getting along just fine before you came along. I wasn't over the moon. I wasn't great, but I was okay. I was getting along just fine before you. Mm -hmm. I will be fine after you. And having that sense of self and enjoying your own company, your sense, my sense of contentment was everything to me. And I wasn't going to sacrifice that for anyone. I'm not going to sacrifice it for my mother. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to sacrifice it for my boss. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sacrifice it for my best friend. I'm not going to sacrifice it for my children. Why the hell would I sacrifice it for a lover? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? There, there and are. Then when, go ahead. Finish mm-hmm. that. Finish that sentence. Finish and that. And so, um, and just know that you are going to be okay. Recognize the relationship for what it is. 
as well. So even if you aren't ready to give up the sex yet, mm-hmm. just recognize recognize that relationship for what it is. Like you recognize that he or she is cuckoo, mm-hmm. but you want to still deal with them for whatever reason, whether it's financial or whether it's for the booty call or whatever. Or just whatever. recognize the relationship yeah. for what it is. Like you, and make sure your feelings and your intentions yeah. are clear. There are so many things that you just said, Libby, that are so, 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 so good. And so first, let me say this, that if you didn't catch all three to eight nuggets that you just that Libby just dropped, you're going to have to rewind it and get and get them on back because it was really, really, really good. I'm with all of that. And what I really, really like that you just said and how you just ended that was that regardless of what decision you make we're not talking about you need to break up with somebody or not that's that, or or stay together that's not what that's not the point the point is knowing yourself that's what i just heard you say know yourself mm-hmm. first and foremost and know what you can handle mm-hmm. and 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 there is a difference between knowing what's going on and knowing what you can handle okay like you can yeah. you can run that you can run the shit down you can repeat it all back to me with all the vocabulary you don't learn from the youtube videos and all these instagram lives but if you are not someone who is going to be mentally emotionally and physically safe in that very situation that you are repeating back to me as if it doesn't bother you if you cannot be okay in it it's not for you it's not for you and so I, what I really appreciate that you just did, Libby, is that you made space for both kinds of people. You made space for, and I'm not saying both because it's not, it's really not an either or thing because it's really on a spectrum, but mm-hmm. you made space for everybody. So regardless of where you're at in the decision, it's not about making a right decision because we cannot tell you what the right decision is. So it, it's about knowing yourself and, and how do you relate to the person that you are in relationship with? If exactly. does that per- do, do you feel like you're being controlled or do you feel like they have more power over you? You feel like you just you're just floating and they're just pulling you in all kinds of directions. If that works for you, girl, do it. Boy, do exactly. it. Okay? Do you, boo. If that's do what you, you want to do, that's what you're going to do. But if that doesn't feel safe to you, if it feels uncomfortable, unbalanced, and if there is something inside of you that feels like there is something else for you that is going to feel better than that bullshit, then that's what you should do. Right. So it's, it's just about, exactly. it's about having, having a calibrated barometer for yourself. That is exactly it. You, you know, everyone's window of capacity is different, Yeah. but once that capacity, once it's met and you begin to exceed it and you yes. find that you are just emotionally and psychologically exhausted, like if you get a twinge or like a kick in the gut, Mm-hmm. because they're calling you because you don't want to have to deal with them right now. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. If you, if you cringe, cringe when you hear their voice, Ugh. that's a problem. Ugh. Like if yes. you just like, Oh, I do not feel like seeing them today. Why do they want to go on a picnic today? Because you don't want to spend time with this individual mm-hmm. right now. And that's your body. Talking to you. yeah. That is your body trying to tell you, there it, is girl. a problem here. There is it. a problem right here. Yeah. You know, I literally just did. I just did a live about this before we got on this call about how um, I said I, I defined what trigger means. And my definition of trigger is 
anything that your senses can pick up on that elicits a reaction out of you. But when I say anything that your senses can pick up on, I'm also talking about your intuition and your, your energetic sense. Right? And that's kind of what you're talking about here. There is something mm-hmm. in your body that is moving and moving in a disorganized way. And what I mean mm-hmm. by a disorganized way is you cannot make sense out of it. And like, I'll give you a personal example. I want to have sex with you, but my body doesn't want to be in the same physical space as you. Okay. That is a disorganized situation where exactly. you might feel this, like this urge or compulsion to interact with this person. But there's also that feeling of dread there is nothing for you that is disorganized, unorganized, that is misaligned, that feels chaotic, that is for your best self. That it, it doesn't go together for a reason. So if you're experiencing yeah. that, like in your body, you're feeling, maybe you're feeling like a, an urge in your mind or in your vagina or in your penis to get up with this person. But there is also a part of you that feels like this isn't good for me. However you feel uh-huh. that, because people feel it differently in their body. But you have to, well, you don't have to do shit, but it could be helpful for you if you can understand that that is your body sending disorganized signals, okay? And and you trying to make sense of it is only delaying the inevitable, which is pretty much destruction. I mean, I'm just, that's exactly. just what it is, right? It's just going to end, it's, it's going to end in a way that isn't very favorable. Mm-hmm. What happened with me was that I stopped eating and I went nine Mm. days without eating Mm -hmm. and I lost 17 pounds. And my doctor was just, you cannot afford to lose that much Mm. weight. Like I had myself convinced I had colon cancer. And it's like, no, boo, it's stress. (laughs) You just, it's stress. Those physical symptoms, I think when it starts pouring out of you physically, I found that I was one of the huge red flags that told me to stop was when it was coming out of me physically. So like for me, a physical manifestation of that really disorganized and destructive relationship was feeling like I needed to drink or get high in order to deal with this person. That was a physical manifestation of a very toxic situation that was not mm-hmm. me before that. So when exactly. you are, when you're paying attention to the, the way that your body behaves, it's telling you so much. And I think it's, it's speaking to us in a, in a language that our verbal sense is not prepared for. But if you're looking at your behaviors, your body, are you isolating? Are you present with people or are you somewhere else? All of those things are like our physical things that, mm-hmm. that are, that's sending you messages so, so important. I could talk about that forever. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So let me ask you this as we wrap. Okay. Because I know that we we literally could go on and on and on. Oh, we could. But <laughs> let me ask you this question as we wrap. As we wrap. Um, who, who, who should read Enough of the Narc? Who is this conversation for? I think the main people that should read this I think are people that have friends that have dated narcs. Mm. So you know that your friend is not 
cuckoo. Interesting. Because yes. that comes, yeah, that, I like that when you're trying to talk to your friend, like I remember telling stories about this guy to the receptionist at my job. It was like, you know, I keep trying to break up with him, but he doesn't stay away. And she just kept going, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I think people, I personally think anyone, everyone should read this so you can be familiar with what an arc is. So if you notice these narcissistic tendencies, mm-hmm. you can run. Do not walk. Do not pass go and collect two hundred dollars. Right? No, ain't no, ain't no amount worth it. Trust me, girl. No. Ain't no amount worth it. Ain't no trip people, <laughs> worth it. Okay, baby. But I think the main people that should read this are people that have friends that have dated narcs, so you can kind of understand what your friend has been through. I really like that. And then mm-hmm. also, a person that has dated a narc, it's nice to know that you are not alone because sometimes afterwards you really will question like maybe I was just being too touchy. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could yes. have been a, maybe I could have been a bit more understanding. Maybe I could have ended it differently. No, I should have ended that shit sooner is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I like that you have written this in a way that is relatable but you don't come across as that bitchy ex-girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. you're just bitching. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really think friends of a friend that have dated an arc are the ones that need to read this. I so really can, I like that yeah. perspective because it is difficult when you've gone through a relationship with, with this type of person or just a toxic person in general, especially someone who comes off as very charming and likable. Um, when yeah. you talk, When you try to talk about it with someone... Um, it doesn't like, like for, for a lot of people, it does, unless they've been through it or they're like a trained professional, like a therapist, um, Uh it it like doesn't land and it can feel like you're actually like what I kind of call it, I think in short is like, like, it's like you're being gaslit again. Like it feels like, Oh, you're just like, you're making a big deal out of nothing. And Oh, well like, doesn't he like, I mean, people make excuses for these types. So I I appreciate you putting it in that way. I think I, um, I actually agree, and I never thought about it like that. And I wrote it, so that's funny. Yeah, because I just think about when you know, because he had played this part. There were so many members of my family and my coworkers were like, you know, when we knew him, I, when I would start telling the story, they're like, it seemed like he had his head on straight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it really did. And that's kind of like you know, when you break up with him and you finally have had enough, and then you start regurgitating all of the things that he or she has done mm-hmm. that preceded the, the break. Yeah. You know, people are stunned because, you know, he or she have presented this particular yeah. Yeah. character for yeah. the world to see because, and, you know, oh, I'm just supposed mm. to be so, I'm so lucky to have him. Whereas I'm thinking, um, not really. No. That I'm not is so lucky. I think I need to write this down that we that that this needs to be discussed about this like when you just when you do finally share about this particular type of person if they haven't heard anything about it or they haven't read enough of the narc, okay? They haven't heard mm-hmm. enough about it and there's an expectation that they're going to understand when they don't or when they when it feels like it's not landing or whatever, like it's that is a traumatic experience in itself. 
this has been a really, really great conversation. And um, oh, agreed. I really appreciate you doing this with me, and I, I appreciate I, you reading the book. I appreciate the energy that you have. I appreciate what you're going to do in your world that I want to be a part of because I can't wait for the podcast to drop. Okay, all of it. Are there any like before before I stop the record button? Is there any is there any other like lasting like words? Anything you want to share with with the people? Anything? If you find yourself, if you find that you are in a relationship with a narc, just know that you are not alone and that you do have the power to kind of end it whenever you want. Mm. Now, whatever or however long that may take, like everyone has their breaking point. Like mine, even three years after we quote unquote broke up, I didn't quit messing with my narc for another three years after until I finally just, I had enough was enough. Be okay with being done. Like, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say. Like, don't worry about what your friends are going to say. Don't worry about what your your parents are going to say or your siblings. Because this relationship is about you. And this is about your safety and your sense of contentment and your happiness. That's what it's about. Thank you. You know, I, I felt, I really felt that in my heart and I know that that's going to help somebody and many people because if it was me hearing that when I was in those situations, and I, I know for sure that there are people who are in situations that we've been talking about mm-hmm. um, or that have recently gotten out of them or are contemplating getting out of them or, or are simply contemplating how to manage being in them because there is no plan to leave. Um, if I had heard that, I wonder what that would have done for me. So I Same thank here. you for sharing no. that and for all of your honesty over this hour. Uh, thank you for this amazing platform. Cause it's so beautiful to know that I was not alone in this madness. Cause there was, I've come across a few ladies now since then that can kind of relate. But before it was like, I just don't understand. Because I really look back and wonder, how did that happen? Yes. How did that happen? Yeah. And then why did it take me so long to end it? Yeah. And I, I eventually realized why it took me so long to end it, but that's neither here nor here. The fact is, was that I ended it. Yeah. Mm. And then I, you know, you can start the journey to healing after that. And there is no timetable for the healing. Because for me now, it's been over two years, and I still think about him, but not in a good way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still, that's why, you know, I want to release the rags, baby. I want to release the rags. Okay. Speaking okay. of, girl, release the rags. <laughs> well, release the rags. Okay. My little segue me, for you, boo-boo. Okay. <laughs> right over to this half of the core because I'm ready for it. Release the rags is coming. I'm so excited for that. It's, I think it's a really, really good time to do it. And I thought, oh my God, New Year's is coming up. Perfect. Because we mm-hmm. need this. And I want to get a head start on New Year's. So if if you are someone who identifies with some of the things that Libby and I have been talking about, um, or you've been on the page, my Instagram page, and you're like, oh, this look like me. Okay. That's you. All right. Don't think too much about it. If you feel in that stir in your heart, there is something in it for you. This is about 
um, releasing the negativity and leaving it in 2020 and ushering in, yes, ushering in, welcoming in who and what you really want to be. Libby's going to be there. Libby, are you coming? Are you coming? Oh, you know I'm coming. Okay. I, I signed up as soon as you did that live and yes. like link in my bio. bio yes. I was like, I, your live barely ended before <laughs> I was in your bio filling out the link because yes. this narcissist that has consumed too much of my time mm-hmm. and energy, yeah. it needs to go bye-bye. It it's like, I go. need... A-